Welcome back to the Superheroes Everyday Podcast. I'm Danny Horn. I'm here with Becca Petunia of Tough Pigs, Hubba Wah, and the Daily Fantastic. Becca, hello. Hi, did I ever tell you about that coal mine I used to work in? <laughs> was it uh, was it a good experience or not a good experience? Well, I did get some coal out of it. So. Oh, pretty sweet. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that must have been for your birthday. <laughs> here we are for Act 3 of the 2020 Sleepaway Camp for Super Teens. Marvel's the New Mutants. The story so far, there is an old Native American proverb that says that inside every person, there are two bears. Doesn't really have anything to do with the story. I just thought I'd mention it. What's happening in this stupid movie is that five crazy kids from all walks of life have been imprisoned in a summer camp for gifted and talented children who have murdered at least one person apiece. Little Danny Moonstar has been and will continue to torture her friends with scary nightmares that she knows nothing about unless the fiendish Dr. Reyes can put her out of our misery. This is a terrible thing to say to anybody, but welcome to Act 3 of The New Mutants. And here we are. This uh, aftermath of Rain's bad shower incident. Is this where they finally... So we ended Act 2 with you mm-hmm. talking about Ray uh Ray is getting the the email yes that says that she has to kill Danny. Yes. Is this where they reveal that that oh was, who her employer the is? The Essex Corporation. Oh yeah. Oh I, you're so right. Well yeah, I had, so here's that. if I can talk about the Essex Corporation, because I'm Absolutely. fascinated by this. Okay. So this is clearly supposed to be a big reveal. Yes. It shows up on the screen. It's like the Essex Corporation. And then and a then, little like symbol under it. Mm-hmm, and the symbol is a like a diamond. And I don't mean like a diamond, the jewel. I mean mm-hmm. like like the a, ace a of diamonds, yeah. like a rhombus or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is supposed to be a huge reveal. Yes. And not only is this supposed to be a huge reveal here, mm-hmm. but in the film Age of Apocalypse. Yes. There is also a post-credit scene where <laughs> it is revealed that Logan's DNA was obtained by the Essex Corporation. Yes. They wanted audiences to go nuts every time <laughs> they saw the phrase the Essex Corporation. This is meaningless. <laughs> We've already alluded to a little bit Mr. Sinister. And yes. the thing about Mr. Sinister is... His name is Nathaniel Essex, mm-hmm. right? So he clearly is who they're supposed to be hinting at here with the Essex Corporation. Right. Doesn't usually run a corporation, but <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. And he, of course, has a red diamond rhombus shape on his forehead Mm -hmm. which is why they will occasionally and we see now in lingering shots that reyes has a diamond brooch on her lab coat they want this to be like so powerful and so cool to be like it was essex the whole time and like 98 percent of the audience correct has no no idea yeah the fun thing the funny thing though is that So setting up this clearly between this and Age of Apocalypse, and Mm -hmm. is it mentioned by name in Logan? I don't believe so, right? No, that's called Transigen. Yeah, that's Transigen. They're just using stock footage from Transigen to represent. The the Essex, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, great. Love it. <laughs> um, they clearly were hoping, yeah. you have to assume, that if the X-Men movies continued, yeah. yep. if the Foxiverse continued, that this would have been their their Thanos or whatever. Well, they had they had hired, I, I believe, um, John Hamm to play Mr. Sinister. No kidding. You yeah. know, I think that would actually be a lot of fun. <laughs> it might be. So Mr. Sinister would have let them set up, honestly, a decent kind of X equivalent to Infinity War by letting them do Inferno, mm-hmm. um, which is a Mr. Sinister fronted story that brought all of the X-Men teams together to sort of deal with the aftermath of the Dark Phoenix saga. Got it. Was the And plot. so then they do Dark Phoenix. But Dark Phoenix yeah. doesn't mention the Essex Corporation. Right. I don't even no, know what's going on. <laughs> Here's the other problem. Yes. You know how we've been saying this whole time, like, why is Reyes doing any of these things? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, because you're going to work for my, my employer, right? Yes. Mr. Sinister and his marauders and then mm-hmm. later his rowdy boys <laughs> love that that was his second team the rowdy boys rowdy that is boys. not a joke mr sinister doesn't just like employ people he's a mad scientist he cuts up people's genes clones them and pieces them together with machine parts like sid from toy story <laughs> If you want her boss to be Mr. Sinister, yeah. there's no reason why they need more than just these kids' DNA and these kids' bodies. Right. If you know enough about Mr. Sinister to know his last name is Essex, yeah. then you know that he's a mad scientist ex- obsessed <laughs> with cloning and cutting people apart and attaching them to other people. So Danny's talking to Rain. This is post- shower scene post terminate this subject danny's feeling guilty because now she understands that that she was the one who brought this nightmare of the priest that branded rain and hurt her um and rain kind of very sweetly says um you know i'm not afraid of you even if you are the one making these things happen you had no choice and then sam pops in he's like i never had a choice either (laughs) And then he gets to, and then he gets to talk about the mines again. And then Berto br- breaks it and is like, "I never had a choice about washing these dishes." <laughs> and we get to see all the same character beats all over again. She says it's not your fault; it is entirely Danny's fault. But Danny, the reason why Danny is going to put up with Reyes for another minute is because she thinks if she lets Reyes tie her down and wheel her somewhere. That uh, that somehow she will learn something more. She'll get another. I think what she wants actually is just to see a little bit more of Logan. So you know, she's like, "Sure, let me. I'll I'll jump into that. Maybe I'll get another." Uh... She heard that Patrick Stewart is real good in it. Yeah, <laughs> she's hoping to see some like DVD featurettes. So she allows uh, Reyes to strap her down and bring her to a scary place. Basically, Reyes is putting her down like a baby rattlesnake. Well, she she even Reyes even says like. You know, I was a veterinarian, so I had to put a lot of dogs down. Yeah. Honestly, Rhea should know. You do not stop a problem like Danny Moonstar by trying to kill her. Like No, because when she gets stressed, 
terrible things happen. And, yes. And just in general, like if you spend any time with this girl, it's just going to get worse and worse. You need to make an exit plan. Like that is the only sensible response to being locked up with this insane girl. And meanwhile, there is more scariness happening outside where they're going to keep while Danny is is having a hard time with Reyes. We got to keep all the other people busy. So Ileana and Sam and Rain go to Ileana's place and her door turns black and is all spooky. And they open the door and they see little Ileana there uh, ready, ready to be raped by some scary smiley men monsters. And Ileana screams at them. And the smiley man, he tears off his mask and he's an alien demon. And now they have to fight these alien demons. You have thoughts about uh, the scariness of the, of the Smiling Man? I don't know. I, again, I ha- like I said the whole time, I have mixed feelings about the the Smiling Men as opposed to just making it demons. Yeah. Um, I think that just making it demons is cleaner and mm-hmm. less uncomfortable. Um, but I did kind of like them as kind of like generic horror movie, kind of like goons that they yeah. have to get chased and get chased by. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, then you're like, okay, well, they are kind of like manifestations of like child predators. So like, I don't know if I like, <laughs> again, these are things that you have to grapple with that you don't, if it's like, well, they're just demons. Yeah. But yeah, no, they're actually child traffickers. Yes. It's, you know, listen, I mean, it's, it's like uh sound of freedom. This is basically New Mutants <laughs> is basically like a prequel to Sound of Freedom. And if you're a true American, you'll watch New Mutants. Yes. <laughs> and the reason New Mutants didn't get a sequel is because Disney wants to keep this kind of message down. They, oh, that's they... right. Yeah, they're part of it. Yeah. No, they are part I'm... of this worldwide conspiracy. I totally agree. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> Sam and Ileana are being like chased by the smiley men who are trying to attack her. And Sam grabs a fire extinguisher and starts beating one of them about the head, which is great because it's like, y'all, accept what you are. You are the scary ones. Go be scary. And then we see Berto. And what is what is he doing? What is Roberto doing? He's washing dishes again. <laughs> this is where he washes. I forgot. <laughs> this is where he's listening to music. And once again, watch, I don't know why there are so many dirty dishes that Berto needs to clean up all the time. There's only five other people. <laughs> right. How many dishes can there be? <laughs> Nobody cooks in this place, but there's always dirty dishes around for him to work on. And then so a smiley man creeps up on him from behind and Berto just like flames up and just shoots flame and just like burns it and sends it screaming across the room. So again, yes, Correct. You people are terrifying. I think this is the point where Berto turns to Sam and goes, what are these? And then Sam goes, they're Ilyinas. Because he's trying so hard to do that Kentucky accent (laughs) that he pronounces her name as Ilyina. Yeah. I wrote that down. It's also amazing that like he thinks that they're Ilyinas. We are well into act three and the main characters still have no idea what's going on in this movie. Yeah. And uh, I should also notice, I didn't like that they all call Ileana Illy all the time. That feels like a stupid nickname. Uh, (laughs) To be fair, in the comics, comics, they call her Yana, which is a better nickname. You think? You think Illy is a better nickname than Yana? 
It's a tough choice. I'll give you that. Illy feels like an adverb that describes how you do something <laughs> when feel. sick. You do it very illy. <laughs> well, Reyes is murdering Danny and monologuing at her about how powerful she is. And my superiors believe your powers cannot be controlled. She is strapping a gas mask onto Danny's face. And also she's got an IV going and she like put something green into the IV. So she's You're killing her anyway. Just get her <laughs> DNA by just chopping her head off and getting yeah. the blood from that. She's going the long way around. She's she is killing her twice. One way or another, we're gonna murder the the protagonist of this movie. And then guess what? It is rain to the rescue. Popping out of the vents. We establish the vents. Watertight storytelling. <laughs> Out from the vents comes Rain as a dog. This is, I believe, the first actually satisfying moment in the movie. Because Rain as a dog jumps onto Dr. Reyes' head and just goes at her. Yeah, like, fucks her up. Yeah. Like, again, yep. this is when, like, actual horror stuff starts happening, but only to Dr. Reyes. <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah, she's the one who actually gets grievously injured. She gets, like, huge scratches on her face, and apparently Rain, like, gets a good shot at her gut at one point, because that's what, that, yeah, it's fantastic. This is, this is the only thing you really want in the movie. It's for somebody finally to shut this woman up. Yeah. And, uh, and Rain's the one that does it. It's fantastic. So Dr. Reyes gets away, manages to get away so Rain can can unhook Danny from the many things that are trying to kill her. And so Dr. Reyes, like covered in blood now, is staggering out to the hallway. And um, and Sam and Ileana are out in the hall and they're being menaced by these smiley things. And Ileana is just like screaming and they're like, oh, my God, we're trapped. But like, obviously, it's the other way around. Like, y'all, you are killer super mutants. How are you scared of anything? How is this a horror movie? Well, again, like, it works if you're like, oh, well, Ileana is traumatized by these people. But Sam and Berto are not. This is like a nightmare on Elm Street from Freddy Krueger's point of view, where Freddy is scared of all of the people. It's like, no, dude, you don't get it. Like, you are the scary people. Well, again, or you have to show us that the smiling men are scarier like (laughs) right like again like have them like try throwing fire at them and then they keep coming and then it turns then they yeah then they don't because now that's not what happens iliana teleports away finally her power which is her power and then sam just looks at the smileys and he just cannonballs up and he just rips them all to shreds what is the problem how is this a horror movie because the smileys don't have a power beyond just being scary. Yeah, exactly. And then Sam and Berto, like, they're running around. They get to the stairs. There's more smiley guys. And then Ileana comes through and just murders them all with her flaming sword. She just, like, cuts them to pieces. Which she did in the past, we're led to believe. Yeah, so this is not a problem. But Reyes is, like, staggering around. She's all wounded and sad. And meanwhile, the Scooby gang, the five of them all end up together in an office, which we have not seen before. And they talk about how Reyes tried to kill Danny. And Ileana suddenly says, my file. And just randomly reads her file. (laughs) We don't know where this is. It's the very, this is a very strange scene that feels like it comes from a different movie. Ileana reads, patient reviles authority, but her fragmented psyche and base hatred for humans makes her a prime candidate for the program. 
Conclusion, a killer with limitless potential. Recommend continued investment. And then everyone is very upset. Danny Danny thinks like, that must have been the place that I saw. That was the Essex Corporation. And Ileana is, is sort of smiling and crying and she's upset about it. And it's like, dude, you bragged about killing people. You bragged about killing 18 people. It's hard to say what's going on in this goddamn movie. So Reyes wants Danny dead. They know that that she's going to come back to finish the job. She's got force fields around everywhere. And so now they are still worried about her. And it's like, y'all, again, she is a single human female walking around with a gut wound. Why are you treating her like an endless killing machine? This is not difficult. And so Danny at least understands we have to go after Dr. Reyes. And so the five of them are, are going down the hallway. Reyes just can't stop scolding them. I did kind of like that, though, but it also, again, kind of like feels like it would make more sense if she was like a malfunctioning robot or a ghost or something where like she just can't stop doing her job even when, you know, it's obvious this is not working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she comes on and she says, like, I'd like to talk to you about responsibility. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, if, yeah, if she was a robot who's only right. exists Who could only to do talk that. about responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Now it just seems like she doesn't understand what's going on in her own movie. But you got to give it to her. I mean, she is seriously injured. She's still swinging for the fences. She is still trying to stand up and bully them. And so they finally find her in, I don't know what room. One of the surgery rooms, probably. And they're talking to her and they're and they're all mad at her. And so she casts force bubbles. And so this is actually the one time that we that we see that she can actually be dangerous in some way. So now she's just like she's cast these force bubbles. And now each of them is trapped in their own little bubble. And Danny especially is like crouched down and her bubble is tiny. And so Dr. Reyes is now going to use this to suffocate Danny. And kill her. We we assume. Even after all this time, like she still thinks the point of this is that Danny needs to be put down. This is not a good idea, as everyone should know. Trying to do anything with Danny just makes everything worse. And then somewhere in the control room, a lonely little computer says perimeter breach. Now, we have learned something on this podcast, which is when you've got a system that alerts you to a perimeter breach, you are also supposed to have something that helps you deal with the perimeter breach. Well, they only have one employee. Once again, this facility has not invested in that part. And so we just got like Jurassic Park. Boom, boom. These heavy feet coming. Danny is knocked out on the floor. And then the very best thing in the movie happens, which is a huge bear with flaming red eyes, like Tyrannosaurus Rex huge, just like smashes through the wall. It is a big, bad movie ending type bear that just picks up Dr. Reyes in its mouth and chomps her. Yep. It is a very satisfying moment. I think the bear looks cooler in the comic because of the nature of Bill Sienkiewicz's art. Mm-hmm. Um, again, very, very like trippy. The bear is just kind of like this giant black shape with teeth that I think makes it look more otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is a little more bear-like. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I'm not disappointed. This movie promised a demon bear, and I got a giant bear with glowing red eyes who just 
bit someone until their pieces <laughs> went everywhere. I was like, okay, you're you're delivering on your promise, movie. Yeah. And it and it really messes with with Dr. Reyes too. Like it picks her up and like tosses her around a little bit and shakes her around and chews on her. Which is fun. And so the bubbles, the force bubbles all disappear. And finally, the stage of our lives where we have to listen to Dr. Reyes talking is finally over. Yeah. Oh God, it really, this movie really needed more, more, more people, more people. <laughs> yes. So we didn't have to listen to her all this time. Yeah. So now, so the, this has been a movie about how we got to kill Dr. Reyes and get out. And, and now it has become a movie about we have a giant bear. You think maybe the giant bear should have shown up earlier in the movie. I know they were holding back for the ending or whatever, but like. I think it would have actually made a lot of sense if there were these like hints of the bear coming through Mm -hmm. that, you know, that maybe you see it a little bit or something like that. Like when Danny gets upset, the bear starts coming or something because it does kind of come out of nowhere. The problem is the movie is kind of like. It does feel kind of plotless for that entire second chunk. Yes. Yeah. And by the entire second chunk, you mean like most of the movie. Yes. It's just bare to washing dishes. Yeah. There's a lot of dishes. We learn a lot about mining. Yeah. I still don't really understand coal mining, but I learned a lot about it. Yeah. We've heard a lot about it, at least. So here's this giant scary bear. Danny is still unconscious. She is going to be unconscious for a fuck of a long time. Which, to be fair, matches with the comic because she's, like, been mauled by a bear in the comic and is yeah. hospitalized. But, like, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like I feel like we have been promised two bears. There's supposed to be the good bear and the bad bear. We only see one bear. I feel like this should make you ask for your money back. Like, we were promised two bears. They only give us one. Like, at this point, you got to go and take this up with the theater manager. You gotta like start start the negotiation process. This is why you don't start with the story about two bears, <laughs> two bears. if your movie has one bear in not it. Not fair. It's totally not fair. No, it's just this one big one. So the fun thing that happens though is that Ileana says, you know what? Cool. I'm gonna take care of this bear. And she fires up the metal arm and she fires up the the lightning and she starts using uh teleport portals to hell. And uh and she goes and, and messes around with the bear for a while. Yeah, so this is a really again. I really liked the way that this movie did Ileana's powers and the fight between Ileana yes. and the bear. Yeah. First of all, they do the obvious line of Sam going, you can't fight that bear. It's yeah. magic. And Ileana going, well, so am I, which is in the comic. Oh, I had totally really? forgotten, but that moment actually happens in, in the demon bear saga. Oh, that's so funny. It's the first thing they do, which is, comics accurate and first of all she starts casting spells in latin which again (laughs) is like like i keep saying is that her mutant power or did the child traffickers teach her (laughs) latin spells because demons would do that yeah child but anyway she she teleports in and out of these holes to limbo and this is also the point right where lockheed becomes real yes we finally get an actual animated little purple dragon and so, like, Lockheed was real the whole, un- again, unclear. Unclear. But unclear in a, in a way that I like. You, yeah. Like Calvin and Hobbes, although that's much <laughs> better. But, yes. like, where you're like, 
I don't know or care if this is real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yep. But the thing that I really loved about this fight scene when Ilyana starts fighting the bear is how every time Ilyana hits the bear with her sword, mm-hmm. the background flashes really quick to Limbo and then like to punctuate the impact. Yeah. I thought that that was just really, really rad. Like, again, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. fully understand it. Yeah. But it at least it was something cool. that I was like, oh, that that's that's visually cool. This yeah. is making me like enjoy watching this fight scene. Yeah. Everybody gets like a couple of moments where they can where they can be cool for a minute. And this is definitely Ileana's moment. The bear doesn't really get hurt. Like this is going to be one of them things where like everybody fights with the bear individually and it doesn't and they don't get anywhere. Um, well, he's got, magic. You, yeah, you got to you got to wait for Danny. So anyway, but we're still going to do this. So rain takes danny picks her up and carries her to the church for some reason we've decided that that the chapel is gonna be safe for her which is not the case and berto is with them and uh and rain says to berto hide and he is exactly prepped for that specific instruction he just like puts his head under something and just pretends he's not there for a little while and sam goes and he smashes through the the wall of the church like the cannonball that he is and so he gets some time to to mess with the bear as well Danny is still, and then Danny is so useless. Rain is talking to the unconscious Danny and says, Danny, uh, I know you're in there. Come on out. We need your help. You need to make this bear go away. And then we see this vision. This is where Danny is inside her head in a snowstorm, just looking around, not being helpful at all. And she's yelling like, Rain, where are you? And the answer is like, I'm right here. Just wake the fuck up. And Danny goes and she hides in that tree again. That's what she thinks is appropriate for this moment. Yeah, the difference again between like the comics and this is yes, Danny is technically unconscious in both, but mm-hmm. like, first of all, she tried to stop the bear and failed before she was unconscious, but right? Tried again, yeah. took a more active role. And secondly, is actively trying to help Rain throughout the fight, even while unconscious. Yeah, so that is again, not the case here. Yeah, feels more active than just hiding in a tree, <laughs> in an imaginary tree, inside her mind. Now Berto is still hiding, and Sam's getting knocked around, and Ileana's kind of having a hard time. And this is amazing. This is one of my favorite things that Sam yells, "Berto, not up!" Last note I took, (laughs) giant letters, like takes up like four lines of this notepad. I wrote, Berto, nut up. And that is what he needed to stand up and turn into the terrifying flame monster that he is. And it's like, oh, that's the thing. No one ever told him to nut up before. That was his problem the whole movie. If only Dr. Reyes had told him an hour and a half ago to nut up, everything would be fine. And so speaking of quitters, uh, Danny is just lying there, still unconscious, still hiding in her tree. She needs to nut up as well. I feel like this film is just full of people who need to nut up. Now, through the entire movie, this is Danny. This is my issue with Danny Moonstar. Through this movie, she has been driving the plot and all of the horror, but she has been completely unaware of this. And at the end of the movie, she has to be unconscious for 10 minutes while everybody else nuts up and fights a giant bear. And the big heroic action that she needs to take, which everyone will congratulate her for, is to wake up and figure out how to stop torturing her friends. 
because Danny's dad hugs her. Like this is how she this is how she gets up. Is that in her dream, Danny's dad shows up and says, It wasn't your fault, but now you need to wake up. And finally, she wakes up. And here comes the bear. And Becca, what what does she do? How does she stop this bear? Well, she has a bit of a like sun's getting real low moment with the yeah. bear where she like walks up to it with her hand out. And then she starts saying, control, control, yeah. which like, does this mean that Reyes was right? She was are right we, the whole time. Are we supposed to be like, wow, these kids did learn something nice from <laughs> they, <laughs> they learned the word control. Like, no, you need to have her like <laughs> use her friends because what was supposed to be like the good part of being in this facility was meeting kids you know, like friends. her. And you know, if you believe in yourself and you stay true to your friends, you can accomplish anything. It's true. And if you know the word control. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, this was like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't yeah. necessarily need it. I don't know. Uh, this was, <laughs> I don't know what I need it. I, I, <laughs> I think also like, this is why the demon bear can't be one of danny's illusions Mm -hmm. because otherwise she can control it and turn it off and then then she is the one who's fully responsible for everything yes it maybe would have been a nice twist if it was like wait no this one isn't (laughs) Isn't me now we have to actually fight and then maybe she could have summoned a second bear by the first bear yeah yeah, we could have had the good bear show up. The angel bear. Or a, a big picnic basket or something. Yeah. So Dr. Reyes was convinced that Danny could not control her own powers, which she clearly can do. Correct. As soon as somebody clues her in on what the hell her powers actually are. Correct. All Reyes did was just stress her out some more. But the bear, she takes her bear necklace off and she puts it in her pocket. And that is a reminder of how small this bear really is. And the bear just dissipates into smoke. And everybody is all banged up. Berto is naked, which is amazing. Yeah, he's like holding like a piece of a pew in front of his... <laughs> he's got some wood yeah. in, just in front of his dignity. And then guess what? It's a happy ending. This is one of them horror movies like you have that have completely happy endings. Where the birds are chirping. Everything mm-hmm. is fine. The building is destroyed. The force bubble is gone. Danny reaches down and there's a picture of her and her dad on the floor in front of her. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It's like you didn't bring any possessions with you. Correct. You were found in a tree. Correct. But it just so happens the exact thing that she wants to see at this moment is just like sitting on the ground right in front of her. She has illusion powers. They could have made her see her dad through that if they needed to end that way. (laughs) So Danny just says, thanks to everybody for saving me. And Rain says, are you kidding? You saved us. And she didn't. Not really, but fine. Rain is gay for Danny. That's true. (laughs) I've I've said things like that when I had a crush on a girl. It's fine. That's a real good point. Yeah. Sam, and then if you really want character development, Sam takes his little piece of coal out of his pocket and he throws it and he can like cannonball throws it. So it goes over the over the church and far away. And now he doesn't have his coal anymore. And he says, hey, guys, the dome's gone. 
And so now they're all just going to walk out together. The five of them, they're all together. They're very, they're homeless. They're broke. They're bloodstained. Not sure when they became friends. Yeah, that kind of just happened in the middle somewhere. Yeah, we 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 didn't mention it because I'm not sure when it happened. Yeah, no, it wasn't a specific. There was no specific moment for that at all. But yes, now they are five super teens just walking down the road. And then you know what? My father used to tell me, says Danny, <laughs> that inside every person there are two bears. One bear is all things good. The other is all things evil. They were so proud of themselves for coming up with this. I know. I asked him which one wins, and he answered, the one you feed. Which is not what happens. <laughs> it's not what happened at all. <laughs> they cannot decide what they're doing with this bear, but there it is. And that is the happy ending of the New Mutants. It's gorgeous. I was curious if there was going to be a post credit scene. There is not. There's not, because they because, have nothing to promote. Yeah, because they were, again, I truly believe that they just finally released this again. Yeah, to be right, like, hey, yes. hey, do people still want to go to the movie theater? <laughs> no, they don't? Okay. Nope. Yeah, all right, never mind. Yeah, it's just like, fine, we'll just put it out. And we usually talk about toys at this point in the show, but there are no toys for this movie. They made they made the correct choice on that and said this is not a movie that you need action figures for. The Marvel Legends, um, Ilyana and Danny came, and Cannonball came out around this time. Oh, is that right? But it was possibly related, it, possibly not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Marvel Legends does their own weird thing. Yeah, I will say the Marvel Legends Danny is really cool because <laughs> she comes with um, multiple heads such that you can pull off her head and put on Rain's head or you can pull off her head and put on uh, Karma's head and you could have three different characters because all women in comics have the same body type anyway so it works great Uh, (laughs) and I do have two of her so one of them is Karma on my bookshelf (laughs) sadly none of them are Rain I have two severed Rain Sinclair heads in my desk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If that's if that's how they want to do it. I have two of Danny Moonstar because yeah, I pulled off. Yeah, because you got the... to have two. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So you got like. So they're just straight up saying people don't really buy the female characters. Correct. And they're recognizing that. Again, in cartoons, all women kind of look the same. Look the same. They've all got the same costume and the same body. Mm-hmm. All right. Final question about the New Mutants. Becca Petunia. What do you think happens to this group of kids as soon as they leave the grounds of the hospital? Like, what's the next five minutes for the world going to look like? They fight with each other <laughs> and don't succeed at doing anything because they're not actually friends. <laughs> Eliana retreats into her imagination. Sam <laughs> probably gets a job on an oil rig like Superman in that <laughs> that that Superman movie with the uh-huh. oil rig. Berto calls his dad and <laughs> I don't know Danny and, and, and burns burns down the rainforest probably. And I don't know Danny and Rain are they kiss and then go to a homeless shelter. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like catastrophe is just going to follow these people wherever they go. Which could be a decent, like, 
Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I guess they they could be like the Hulk in the Hulk TV show. Yeah. Oh, but... where they, they travel around and make everything worse. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That that you're correct. That is what should happen. Becca, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been super fun. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I could talk about another comic series that I really like and movie <laughs> that I thought had its good parts and its bad parts, which is yep. how I felt about Rise of the Silver Surfer. And is pretty much how you end up almost every superhero movie. Yeah, you know, listen, I think this was probably better than Rise of the Silver Surfer. I think you could make the case. Yeah, I don't know. As soon as I'm saying that, <laughs> I know. Like... Then you start thinking about what was in Rise of the Silver Surfer, and you're like, oh, I don't know. Becca, where can people find you in the world? Well, uh, social media is kind of having its own uh, Danny Moonstar nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, what I always say is the best place to find me is on the website, toughpigs.com, uh, mm-hmm. which has survived uh, since 2002, um, <laughs> 2001. 2001. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It survived since 2001. So it's it's much older than Twitter and isn't showing mm-hmm. signs of going anywhere. <laughs> um, I write for Tough Pigs. I do a podcast for Tough Pigs that Danny has been on. And we'll be on again, um, season three of Hubba Muppet Trivia Podcast, is should be dropping by the end of September. Um, uh, I am on social media, though. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Uncle Petunio, and I'm on all non-Twitter social media at Tall Girl Petunia. So Twitter is with an O, everything else is with an A, because Mm -hmm. sometimes... You transition after establishing your Twitter persona. <laughs> yes, that does happen to people. Mm-hmm. For more comedy about the history of superhero movies, you can go to the blog at superheroeseveryday.com. If you like the show, please leave a review, or you could reach me on Twitter, Facebook, or on the blog. It'd be great to hear from you. And please, please, I'm begging you, nobody knows about this show. Please tell the people in your life that the show is wonderful and good and that you want other people to listen to it. And if you want to know what you're listening to, here's what's coming up in the next episode. Coming up in two weeks, Stuart Manning joins me to talk about the tremendously toyetic 1997 ice capade show, Batman and Robin. I feel like on the whole, there is not that much sexuality in this movie, but goddamn, that is actually a dildo-shaped rocket, and there's just nothing you can say about it. Does he eat diamonds? I believe plummet is typically what you would do from 20,000 feet up. I like that she's wearing her school uniform after what is at least an eight-hour flight. Batman as a franchise has a lot of faith in the power of liquids falling on people and people falling into liquids as a means of personal growth and transformation. All right, get excited for that and come back for the Superheroes Everyday Podcast. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.